Hi, guys. Hi, guys. This is kind of awkward because we <laughs> haven't been here in a very long time. And yeah, there's we haven't been posted, no explanations. Wait, okay, wait, hold on, let me see. Oh, it's been since like before Christmas. No, yeah, it's the 15th and we did, our last post was the week before Christmas. So it's basically been a month. It's been a little less than a week. I mean, not less than a week. It's been a little less than a month since we last posted. Um, but we took a little holiday break and then we, we just to just... We just kind of put it off and we were just like, well, well And we, we didn't really have a bunch of things to talk about. Um, yeah, we. Were, I feel like, well, it was mainly me. I was in like a weird mental place where I had nothing to say at all, ever. Yeah, and then so. Celia texted me tonight and was like, do you want to do a podcast? And I was like, like, well, at first I said no because I was doing something, but like, then I was like, okay, I probably now should I can. Yeah, I probably should have been doing more productive things than sitting in my room. But today, oh my God, I was so productive today. I... I have a whole, I have a whole list of what I did today because I did a checklist. So I worked out, I cleaned my room, I vacuumed my room, I organized every surface on my, in my room. Um, I made my bed, I cleaned my desk, I packed Grace's Christmas gift, I put clothes away and reorganized my whole closet, right? My God. Refolded everything, Um, took care of my dragon. The only things I didn't do was schoolwork so I my well today I had a seven hour shift at work it wasn't that bad because I love my job so um but that's what I did today got back home and then I went grocery shopping and then I took a shower and my god I showered too I what did I do um I don't even know I I just got on YouTube so I've been trying to focus on like um maintaining motivation and like the want to do something and like I want to maintain a clean room and I want to maintain happiness and you know I've been trying to work on maintaining things and motivation and all of that and just trying to get myself in like the right headspace for 2022 because it started off rough but you know everything's good now yeah I when I like there are like a lot of ways I could go down that one sentence you like went from like cleaning your room to like <laughs> to like 2022 um my room is in a complete state of disarray and um I clean it like once a week but then somehow the next day it magically becomes disastrous again um for me I feel like 2020, honestly, like, I'm not even, like, trying to pressure myself with, like, a bunch of resolutions. Like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, like, I need to have, like, a state of mind and keep my room clean. And I'm trying to, like, just, like, do all these things. I just, like, because I almost feel like when you, like, pressure yourself into things, it just, it doesn't happen. Like, in terms of, like, goals for 2020, I just feel like in the past, I've tried to not even set like set goals that aren't unattainable or unachievable, but like, it's just, I, I like create a lot of goals and it's like, it's like, it would be almost impossible for every single one of them to happen within a year. Um, and now it's more of like, just general things I want to do like it used to be like specific like okay I want to do this this and this and this and obviously that's like great if that works for you but I feel like for me it's kind of like I'm just like just things in general that like maybe I want to change something about my lifestyle but it's not like I'm gonna work out five days a week it's just like I'm gonna treat my body better this year yeah and I so during Christmas break, I, well, Grace sent me um, a package of We're Not Strangers merch, which if you're looking for anything to get your best friend, get them We Are Not Strangers because it has seriously changed a lot of the ways I think about myself and, you know, a ton of things going on in my brain mentally. So I did so grace got me um the self-love pack and the healing pack she also got me a jacket not a jacket a sweatshirt 
um, says you deserve healthy love, which I, I love that sweatshirt so much. And I folded it and put it in a special place in my drawer, mind you. So special. Um, but while I was sitting there and like thinking about everything that I had just done, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a 2022 guideline. Basically it was, you know, a guideline of things I want to try to maintain or just achieve once, twice, three times. I don't know. So like, I was trying to like think of things and I was like, I was writing it in an, I have, I am, I feel, you know, a state of mind, um, kind of like a manifestation thing. And I just wrote things that I felt, I felt like they were maintainable for me, which honestly, I feel like I would recommend that to everybody because it's really been in the back of my mind now. Like if I hadn't done this, you know, I wouldn't have cleaned my room today. And I wouldn't have done all of these things and like completed all like my whole list of things I wanted to do if I hadn't done this, I feel like. And so like, you know, I set a goal for like to try to take care of my my skin and like clear it up and just like work towards what I want in my skin. And then um, I also like wrote down like different ways that I think about my body or like you know, the way, like, yeah, I guess basically my body, um, and just, like, in a more positive way, and, like, so I wrote 10 things, and the 10th one was I achieve my goals I set for myself this year, was, like, that was my guideline I want to have, and so I'm hoping by 2023, New Year's Eve, I open this notebook back up, and I see all of these things that I've completed. So it's kind of like, I, I want to see if my future self checked off all these boxes. I want to see if the person who I am in a year, it, like, you know, am I the same or am I a completely different person? Like, I want to know. And of course, I'll change over the year. I mean, who doesn't change in a year? But I want to know, you know, what's going to happen um, between then and or now and then. Um, so like, you know, I wrote things down, like I maintain a clean room. Um, I'm in a healthy relationship with myself and others. And, you know, I have a health, happy mindset and I try to maintain happiness. You know, that's kind of been a priority for me for the past like couple of months, just because, you know, going through a really rough patch uh, in a mental state is so difficult and especially in the winter I mean come on and so I've made it like a goal of mine to you know m- uh, work on how my brain feels I guess if that's like that's the best way to like say it I guess but like it and I feel like that's so important is like if you want to get better if you're feeling you know depressed or sad and you know you feel hopeless because I've definitely been there and I'm sure a lot of people listening have felt that too. I mean, I feel like the first step is I need to learn how to maintain my happiness. I need to learn, you know, what makes me happy, what makes me feel good, what doesn't make me feel good. I you know? think I think this is one of the most important things people need to do. When I was 16, I my mom had like this huge, like stick it note, like poster thing. I mean, it was like, it was like two and a half feet by like a foot and a half. And on that stick it note, I put it on my wall and I would make, I would, I would categorize different things that made me feel good. And I would kind of make a schedule for how often I would do it. So I could like regulate my happiness. So I would have like different things that would make me feel good and that would make me feel good in different ways. So I would have like a section that was like getting my nails done because getting my nails done is one of my favorite things to do in the world. It makes me feel so good. Who doesn't? Who doesn't like getting their nails done? I just adore getting my nails done. And so that was like one thing. And then seeing my friends was another thing. And then I had like a list of like my favorite comfort movies. And I had a list of like, or it was like listening to music or like there was like a direct list in front of me at all times of things that I could go to that made me feel good. It was like, I could choose from this list and say, you know what, this makes me feel good in a certain way, but I don't want to feel good in that certain way. I want to like feel good in 
a different way. And so I would go to a different category and do something that would make me feel good in that way. So I think it's really important to find things that make you feel good. And it doesn't have, everyone feels good in different ways. Everyone has different things that make them feel good. It doesn't have to be what you think it's supposed to be. Like one of my favorite things is like going to the park when it's windy, sitting, climbing a tree, sitting in the tree and like feeling the wind and like the wind, like almost knocking me off the tree branch. Like I feel so good when like wind is around me. Like that's like one of my favorite things. I don't know why. Like it just makes me feel good. It makes me feel connected to nature. Um, and that's like, like it makes me feel just so amazing. So I'm not <laughs> a fun little a fun fact about me is I am not outdoorsy. I am not an outdoorsy person. I, the woods freak me out because ticks. Um, and also they're like, I've, okay. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've seen enough horror clips and movies and whatnot. Okay. I like the park. The park is fine. I go to a park. I'm not going into the woods by myself, but I have like friends who actively go hiking like every day for fun. Like that's their fun thing. And I can't, well, I can't do it. Are people with them? Well, like, yeah, they're like two, two people. They go in like groups. Okay. But like, okay. I can't, like, there's like a walking path down the Cape, like at my Cape house, there's a walking path in the woods and by my, going by myself is so freaky. I don't like it. And somebody told me they saw a bear there once, which I don't really think there's bears in suburban Cape Cod, but you know, whatever. I always feel like I'm going to be attacked by a wild coyote. I don't know why. I just do. I, but like, I don't really, for me, I'm like fine in the woods. It's insects and walking into spider webs and men. <laughs> That's like literally it. If those three things did not exist, I would be in the woods probably all the time. Also ticks. Does anybody else have an irrational fear of ticks? Like I'm so I don't think afraid. I have like an irrational, I think ticks are a pretty rational fear. Yeah. Like ticks are a normal fear. If you fear. go into like, the woods, you could get ticks. That's, it's so freaky to me and I've had ticks before and uh, I found a tick in my ear once when I was younger. Yeah. It's really bad. It's gross and I hate it. Yeah. I mean, I've found I hate ticks the before, of ticks. like. I found them in my hair when I was like younger and we would like go and to spend time in nature for a long period of time. Yeah. I went camping with my friends as a 12 year old. Um, and the fact that we had to do tick checks every night was crazy. And oh, then yeah. I was, I was showering three to four times a day with Dr. Bronner's soap because I was so afraid that I had, I could get poison ivy ticks something along the lines of that I was like showering like a maniac in literally the fucking woods <laughs> like what why do you shower so what did why you, are you use to shower Does oh I would either shower in the pond or so you'd bathe yeah or a bucket but the last time I showered in the pond I saw a water snake and a giant spider okay and so when did the bird when did the duck poop or bird poop in oh pond the duck poop happen? and bird poop thing came into play um I was way younger than this we went to a pond because we had friends that their thing was like going to this pond and we were swimming in the pond and then a duck swam by me and pooped I was like no no and my mom doesn't like me swimming in lakes or ponds anyways because there are too many possibilities of gross so the ocean is my jam. Yeah. Um, seaweed doesn't bother me at all. A lot of people are bothered by seaweed. And like, yeah, okay, I get grossed out when there's thick, like four feet deep trenches of seaweed, which there are a lot of times. But, you know, seaweed brushes out of your hair and, you know, it smells bad until you brush it out. And then it's like gone. Like, I love the ocean. I've never been afraid of the ocean. It's like so cool to me. Um, but lakes and ponds... No, thank you. Those yeah, are lakes are like, um, they're just, unless it's Lake Tahoe or many other beautiful lakes that exist throughout the world, but Midwest lakes are not in that category. So, um, yeah, no. And I've never been to a Great Lake, so I shouldn't be making this many I mean, the points. I've been to Lake Michigan, and like, that's really beautiful too, so. Yeah, I need to take a trip out to the Midwest. Put on um, some cowboy boots. Cowboy boots. Wait, 
cowboy boots. It's about like prolonging like the vowels. Cowboy boots. Cowboy boots. Yeah. That good? Yeah. And then you like shorten all the consonants. Can you say cowboy boots? Cowboy boots. Okay, what are we talking about? Wait, hold on. Charlie, can you say, can you come and say cowboy boots for Grace? Cowboy boots. No, do your best Southern accent. Cowboy boots. Cowboy boots. No, not even close. Not even close. You got to not even close from the Midwest, the Midwestern lady. He just moved to the Midwest. Where are you now? He's living in. He's Where's, living in South Dakota. He doesn't have enough contact with people to actually get an accent, unfortunately. Um, he lives in South Dakota, a small town in South Dakota, where they're allowed to drive at 14 years old. Well, if he just moved there from Boston, he hasn't been exposed enough to people because there are simply not enough people in South Dakota for him to get the twang. There's no, no, there is never enough people to expose you to the twang. Well, I know, but sometimes it's embedded in the culture. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I can, I got the twang a little no, bit. No, you got the twang because you got me, sister. <laughs> sister from another mister. I have the twang. I can do, I can do... I can do the LA accent. You can right? do the Valley Girl. I can do like, the Valley Girl, but I can also do the toned down and um, kind of refined. No, that's Bella Hadid. <laughs> you just turned into <laughs> Bella Hadid. Kind of the my mom refined. Didn't let me buy my first pair of Louboutins until after I graduated high school. Oh my God, the line. Okay, was- but literally, I love her. So nobody turned that into anything because I love her. What's your what's your Australian accent? I can't do an Australian accent or a Russian accent. Can't do it. Oh wait, I'm trying to think of like a Russian like. Oh my god, this is something really random, guys. This is so funny. When I was um eight, I like got my mom to buy me like the Rosetta Stone for Russian. What is wrong (laughs) with you? And so I was like eight, learning Russian. And I actually like learned some Russian. Now I like only remember Apple. <laughs> like that's like literally it. I am trying to learn French. Patricia is trying to, she's tried to do, tell, tell me how to do the, the R's, the, the wait, huh? croissant. <laughs> <laughs> croissant. <laughs> I just had an intrusive thought and I had to act on it. I'm sorry. Croissant. 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 Yeah. Oh my god. What are we even talking about? I don't know. Okay, it's called let's get back. Okay, so guys, I called Celia and was like, we're gonna do this episode. I have an idea about what we can talk about. And here is what I wanted to talk about. I was telling Celia that I feel like almost restricted to be happy sometimes, in the sense that like I feel not like, I don't know. I feel like my idea of happiness, I, everyone has their own individual idea of happiness, but I, I do think there is a collective idea of happiness that a lot of people share. Um, and their idea of happiness comes from their idea of success. Happiness comes from them achieving a specific idea of success. And I... The specific wait, idea. Wait, wait, wait. Me, let me just say this super quick. Okay. And I feel lately, I, I feel pressured to live up to that idea of success and then be happy because I achieved that idea of success. But I don't want, I don't want that kind of success. I don't, that's not happiness to me. I have my own idea of happiness and how I want to live out my life. And I want to live out my life in a non-conventional way. I don't want to live out my life like everyone else. And I feel like when you don't want to live your life like everyone else, you can feel judgment by other people. And I think that has caused me to inadvertently become very like self-conscious about everything that I do. I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, like, Maybe that, like, 
doesn't align with those people's idea of success. And therefore I'm not living up to the idea of me that's in their head. Like I should be, I don't know if I'm explaining this well, but I have a particular opinion on this because I think it dates back to something called heteronormativity. I just feel like, you know, everybody's automatic expectation of you is, oh, you know, you're going to grow up, go to college, get a boyfriend, date around, get a fiance, get married, have kids. And that's the general idea of success for women right now. I, or I'll, that's how I feel. Um, Cause I don't want to do that at all. And I feel like both of our points of view are totally abstract compared to what the normal thing is. You know, it's normal. I, yeah, I don't want to do, you don't want to do the whole, here's the thing that I, it's like my issue with some, first off, I have like never done anything conventionally ever. Like, well, I feel like we learned that when you had um, a protest about pit bulls. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. um, And I like knew since I was younger I did not want to go down the route of, okay, first off, if you want to do this, I don't care. Like, it's like, do what you want to do that make, do whatever you want to do that makes you happy. Most people want to have kids and raising a child by yourself is very difficult and therefore you will need a partner. So finding someone and then raising kids with someone is a very like I'm just saying for me I my idea of my future is not reliant on children and I also consider myself to be a very independent self-sufficient person and I'm not reliant on men and will never be reliant on men so the idea that especially girls have to go down this route of like finding someone to take care of them and then have kids with is it's so weird I remember one time I went to I went somewhere I'm not gonna say where but this man was like oh you're pretty you'll find someone to take care of you I was like if we were to like fully examine that there are so many there's so much internalized misogyny in that it's first off he said you're pretty so someone will take care of you basically being pretty means that is my only asset and and here's the thing men genuinely believe this like this is not an anomaly for men to be like oh you know you're pretty someone will take this is like men take care of women that is that is ingrained in society so a man will take care of you not because you're smart not because you're funny not because you're caring not because you are generous not because you're confident not because you're independent not because you have your own thoughts that contribute to the world but because of what you look like how demeaning is that in addition to that he is also implying that I'm completely incapable of taking care of myself. He's saying that I have absolutely no skill. There is no way that I could go out into the world, function by myself, and be successful. So there is an idea that women go out into the world and live a certain life that is there to serve men, if only for the purpose of being eye candy. All of that was just facts. I just want to say, I... Wow. Um, you kind of said everything I kind of wanted to say. Um, I don't know. I think off of like the whole success thing, um, I feel like it's not my people view or men view women as, you know, their job is to have children. Their job is to take care of said children after they have them. Their job is to take care of the husband, feed him as if he's a child. So then you get an extra child on top of the other children that the man wanted to have. And, you know, that immediate, like, thought and expectation of women is something, is something that I don't want to participate makes me, in. makes me so upset. Here's I don't, why. Here's why. That is another thing is so many, it, it's a women's primary purpose in life is not to produce 
babies. Like, no. the, we are not put on earth to make children. That's not, like, whatever we want to do is just as valid as what a man wants to do. No one asks, oh, sir, how many kids do you want to have? But it is a topic for women. Oh, so when are you going to start having kids? How many kids are you going to have? Or like, so do you have a boyfriend? Like, blah, blah, blah. No one, like, like, why is that like, automatic? Every, like, let, yeah, like, I don't care. Like, it's like, why does that, why does that matter? Why don't you talk about my goals? Why don't you talk about what I'm interested in? When you talk to a man, you're going to talk about what he finds interesting. Otherwise, he just won't talk to you. Yeah. Like, he's not going to, like, talk to me about things that are important. And I've never had anyone come up to one me. One time I have, not one time, because I I have had many conversations to people about things that I find important. But when I have had conversations with men about things I find important, they have said things so absurdly demeaning to me. And when you do say something that maybe sounds a little like, oh, wait, that kind of sounds interesting to me. They'll be like, oh, wait, you're a teenage girl. You're not allowed to have opinions. Anything you opinions? say is- Opinions? What, yeah. what are those? What are those? You are not valid. You're a teenage girl. You are not valid. I do not take you seriously. I don't even know where we're going with this, but I think first off, I got off on my spiel about like happiness and defining success. I mean, this is, okay. this, this is exactly the same thing. This is where it's looping back is I feel pressure a lot of times in multiple arenas. I think when you're talking about career, when you're talking about education, when you're talking about your social life, when you're talking about like your future life, your financial situation, you, how you appear, how you come across people, how you like come across on social media or just to people in general, there's so much pressure to be successful in so many different ways. And I, it's like really difficult for me sometimes to complete, to like not care. Because when I think about like education, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, what if I went to like some nice school to prove my intellect? Because sometimes I feel like I want to do that. I want to be like, I'm smart. Let me show you with okay, my but diploma. Hold on. I but just at the this... same time, I'm like, just talk to me, have a conversation yeah. with me. I just had this thought though. So I was talking, you know, about topics like this in the car with my mom the other day. And she was like, I don't I don't really remember what she said, but I feel like what I understood it as, well, if you hate men so much, you know, you hate, you don't like men or like there are things that are so bad about men, you know, obviously. Yeah. But she was like, if your car is broken down on the side of the road and a man stops to help you, are you going to pull the women card? Are you going to pull that? No, that I just filled up my tires by myself yesterday. Okay. I, that is completely not at all like, <laughs> like anyone can fill up their tires. Like, I'm just saying, I, I can learn how to do things. I know. Like, but like the whole point was like, if you're fully capable of something or like. No, I don't that- ever pull that. I've never, I don't have men around me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't. And, and it's it, like you know- me. I do. I do things. Yeah. Like I, but, I fit, I will, I have helped, I have fixed up houses. I have installed sod. I've done various activities that could, I could have relied upon the male species to do, but I did not. Yeah. And like, I don't know. My mom's like whole point was like, if you, if you wanted to use the woman card to your advantage, would you like, would you make that choice to be like, I, I would never, I don't. I, I think it's because there's some level of resentment in me that because I know that I am capable of whatever a man is capable of, it makes me resentful to think that a man would think I would need to use the woman card. So I'm like, I'm going to show you, I don't need to use the woman card. And see, I do like, I do that, but then I also pull the like, oh my God, I need help. I don't know what to do. Like, I don't think I've pulled that in a while or ever but I know like <laughs> or ever <laughs> you're like you're like sometimes I'm like this and sometimes I'm like this and you're like wait no I've actually never been like this I've actually never done that but yeah I've never done that and like the one time this person that I 
hate with my entire being. Um, they were with me and I was standing in the line to check out. We were at this like festival with my whole family and I had just bought like pastries from this like stand for like the whole table and they were like well he was like do you want me to pay for that and I was like no with two children that I was like watching and taking care of on my hip and like this is such like a woman thing um but like he was like do you want me to pay for that do you want me to pay for that I'm gonna pay for it I'm gonna pay for it I'm like I don't need your money again I don't need your money no I don't want your money I don't want your money. I don't want your money. I still don't want your money. And he kept asking and asking and asking and asking. And I was like, I don't want your money. Do not ask me again. I have my own money. I make my own money. I'm proud of making my own money. I don't want your money. And he was like, whoa. And I was like, is that so shocking to you that I am standing up for myself right now and saying, no, I simply do not want to pull that card. I simply do not want to give in to you wanting to take care of me because I'm a woman. Like, I've... Oh my that gosh, is- I saw this thing, and it was basically... It was saying men need women who are reliant on them. If Financially. If, well, or just in, just, like, even in general, it could be emotionally, like, whatever. It's Well, I mean, it's insecure men yeah they need they needs a woman who is reliant on them one way or another otherwise they won't feel needed they they're not need needed to feel needed so um if you're independent and you're self-sufficient you're gonna have to find a really secure man and i think that's a pretty difficult task it's and especially this it, it will not even in this day and age i'm not even gonna say that because there's so many more men that are more secure than ever but it's so hard because, you know, I don't, I'm not looking for men. I'm not on the market. Thank you though. Um, but like finding somebody who is secure with themselves is so important because you don't feel the need to make them feel secure. Like, okay. So not in like a, you don't feel the need to like compliment them or anything, but in like a, you don't need to make them feel desperately needed. Like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, like, it should just be, like, you guys are just, you just care You're beings and it's like, who are madly in love with each other or like each other or whatever. You're two beings that like each other that are equals on an equal pedestal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's no imbalance. And that's also really diminutive to be like, well, you need to be reliant on me so that I can provide for you. So you have to be, like, less capable like you have to be on a lower level than me. That's weird. That's like weird because they need like if I if stroke. I want to give you my seed and my offspring, you need to be a woman and take care of me and make me food and clean and do the dishes and clean up after me and make my bed every morning or I'm not going to give you children. I don't want <laughs> you children, sir. <laughs> this is me method acting right now. Oh my god. Me an empath sensing that you want my seed. <sighs> Oh my god. That needs to be a t-shirt. <laughs> An empath. No, the way, the way that guys would like actually pick up girls by that. Like girls would be like, oh my god, he's an empath. Like <laughs> Oh my god, he's an empath. That's the caption. That's the name of this episode. It's, oh my god, he's an empath. I don't know. That is totally a way. Like, or also this specific man person child um this this is what he I was having this conversation with this man and he was like looking at me and he was like you know the best way to pick up girls is by playing Harry Styles because every girl well no hold on every girl will go after anybody no matter who you are what you look like if you play Harry Styles it's true and not to say that I'm gay or anything but Harry Styles is so good so you know, sometimes I'm just admitting this to you right now, so don't tell anybody. Sometimes I listen to Harry Styles without a girl in the car. Is that bad? Well, I don't songs, know. What songs are you listening to? Uh, Did he, you get any? HS1 or Fine Line? Fine Line. Okay, so he's not like that deep of a Harry. No, he's not that smart, but he's smart enough to manipulate a okay, girl well, into thinking. Okay, well, what Fine smart. Line songs? 
I don't know. He didn't tell me. Okay. Well, if it's like he couldn't think of the names in watermelon sugar and golden, it doesn't count. Uh, if okay, golden really. I no, would... I'm, no, I'm not saying they're bad songs. I'm just no. saying that they play on the radio and True. anyone like knows them. You have to go to Spotify. I think and... he said cherry. <gasps> okay. But, mm, you know, this is a man that we, me and you, don't like. We both hate. Ew, it's, ew. I didn't know it was that person. Yeah. Why are we him. talking? Of... Don't mention no, Harry because... and him in the same like sentence. Because it makes it. Yeah, it's degrading. To okay, Harry. next. I was just saying they're getting smart, and he's a man, and men are sometimes well. It's learning. taken them this long. Yeah, I mean it really has. But like, I was like, I just kind of looked at him and I was like, okay. But then he went on to say that Taylor Swift is a lady who has dated too many men, and I was like, I don't want to punch you in the face, but I actually no, I do want to punch you in the face. It's just not appropriate for me to punch you in the face in front of all these people. Okay, well, it's I want fine. to punch you in the face. I'll punch him in the face. I don't know. I have literally no and problem. I, I think I said, and then his mom like agreed with him. And I said, you are such a misogynist. <laughs> he was like, what? Why is that misogynistic? Like that's literally sexist. You're literally telling me that's sexist right now. Uh, like you're literally being sexist right now. Like this is what's going on. Um, and he was like, I don't know. I was like, what? What? Like men are, I don't like men. I'm talking to them at all. <sighs> you know, it's just kind of. That I'm straight literally boggles me daily. It bothers me. Like. <laughs> it makes, sometimes when I think about it, I'm like, that's weird. Because I've also said many times before, like I've said this before I knew you. I've said, I don't trust straight people. <laughs> I don't like straight people. You know, this whole thing. Like I went on a whole spiel where I was like anti-straight people. And I was like, all of my friends are going to be part of the LGBTQ community or they're out. They are out. But I've learned to accept grace and grace only so far. So. And the fact that I was obsessed with Justin Bieber. We're, how? Seriously? No, I'm like serious right now. How do you find <laughs> a way to bring up Justin Bieber in every goddamn conversation we have. I am sick and tired of this. I was just, I'm just saying. That also makes your straightness evident that you try to bring him up in every conversation in the entire world. Grace. I was listening. Well, I I was listening to journals today. So what do you want me to do about it? It's like the equivalent of me trying to bring up Taylor Swift in every conversation. No, and I that do. is not. Here's the thing. I love Justin Bieber, but my- But Taylor Swift's th- better than Justin Bieber. Admit it. My equivalent <laughs> is- your, your Taylor Swift, my Taylor Swift equivalent to you, wait, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Is Harry Styles. Yeah, I know. I know. JB We is, love baby uh, Harry. I know. JB is under Harry. Yes. I'm sorry, JB. No, I'm not. Sorry, not sorry. I'm just saying, Harry is like awful. my equivalent to your taste. Women, we all say we're sorry for things that we're not sorry for. I don't say I'm sorry for things. I'm not a I'm sorry person for things. I'm like, I'm cordial. Like, you know, if I bump into someone, I'm like, oh, sorry. Or if I'm like, you know, I want to seem considerate of other people. But like, I have never been trained to say I'm sorry for things that I shouldn't be. It's not that I say I'm sorry for things I shouldn't be sorry for. It's that actually I like being a martyr um in situations so like situation with like one of my parents and I'm and they're like annoyed and I'm like I'm sorry that I wanted to do this I am so sorry like I like like that is my thing and it it's not a good thing I don't think it's probably very oh wait no I don't do that like I thought you're saying like no yeah I mean I'm not like well also we have different parents true so oh, well like my I'll go and like I don't know get some food or something and my dad would be like do you really need that and I'm like I'm sorry that I'm feeling hunger right now I am very sorry that oh. I feel hunger in my body no I would probably be slapped if I said that well I mean I <laughs> not like... actually slapped but she'd be like mm. that was rude that was snarky oh well go whatever. up to your room that's what I would say I would be like I, I would gladly go to my room. That's what I say to them now when I, like, when I, they get mad at me and they're like, go to your room. I'm like, I like my room. Yeah, that's that just, the problem. That, I like just, that just creates a bad vibe in the household for me. I'm like, well, meh, 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 meh. you know, it's a whole thing that I like doing. Um, 
I don't know why I like doing it. I just feel like it proves more of a point than just being like, okay, and just giving up. But, you know, whatever. What were we talking about? So we're going to regroup now and we're going to start talking about the um, feeling like our happiness is like blocked in a way. I don't know. Like being happy, you know, there's no key, like there's no happy pill. There's no like, well, I mean, well, mm. well <laughs> there is. <laughs> it's called drugs. <laughs> but like, there's no, like, there's never going to be a life where you are consistently happy every single day with no problems or issues. Like, that's just unrealistic. I feel like, and I hate to break it to you, but I don't think anybody, I mean, I'm sure people have tried to achieve it or like have been like, you know, naive enough to like achieve it. But I know realistically that that is not a thing. You know, you're always going to have that day where you just wake up and you're just like, I can't do it today. Even if you're living in a treehouse in the Amazon rainforest and it's like raining and you wake up and it's peaceful and like beautiful and blah, blah, blah. Even if you wake up in the most peaceful place on planet Earth, there are still going to be days where you are sad or depressed or you're feeling just like, numb or foggy or like however you feel that's normal and like there are certainly days that I wake up and I feel like that there are certainly days where I wake up and I'm happy and I feel like learning and there are also certainly days where you wake up and you're happy and then you turn anxious or sad or depressed or oh whatever. yeah I forgot to mention that mixture um when I was in like you know a stage of my life where I was like super depressed or like just like numb or something along the lines of that I felt like everybody who is in a good place in their brain is happy every single day but that's not true being happy waking up happy every single day I mean is something but it can turn bad and like you know, being happy here's, every single think, day of every single you know, hour of your life. Here's the thing. The fact of the matter is no one, no one is happy every single day of their life. If you are happy, you are definitely suppressing some things or you are definitely taking part in toxic positivity, which is very much a thing. Oh no, everything's fine. Or, you know, maybe you're talking to someone who is just overtly positive all the time. And they're like, oh, yeah, but, you know, I'm sure it'll get better or whatever. And they aren't actually maybe consoling you or just acknowledging what you're going through. And And those people, I think a lot of times refuse to acknowledge that they're maybe going through something and so they may be like oh well I'm happy all the time it's like no you're you're not genuinely happy because you don't have a real connection to yourself if you don't have a real connection to yourself you're not actually happy because you're not truly connecting to what genuinely makes you happy yeah and I feel like there's a difference between toxic positivity and optimism because I'm very optimistic I think of things as glass half full yeah, I'm, and, I'm, I'm very optimistic. But saying, you know, you're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Blah, blah, blah. You know, sometimes there are times when my friends need me to just be like hard on them and say, you're going to be fine. This is like a thing that you're going through. But you're going to be okay after this. Like there's that. But then there's also a difference between, you know, Maybe if you just look at it in like a different perspective. Yeah, and, and it's it's and it's a lot of times it's it's the people who have never like experienced something like maybe genuinely traumatic or genuinely problematic. And so they don't know what they need to do to help someone who's going through something. Um, but there's a difference between being optimistic and being positive in a toxic way because if you are saying no what you're dealing with isn't or if you're saying oh everything's gonna be fine just stop just don't think about it 
Well, then you're telling someone else to suppress their issue. And then you're also saying, what you're telling me doesn't matter. I don't want to hear it because I don't want to listen to negative things. Um, But you can be optimistic and also be able to acknowledge what's going on in your life and what's going on in other people's lives. And that allows you to be, I think you're only able to do that if you're like present and you're connected to yourself and what you're feeling and what other people are feeling. Because if you're constantly positive, you're not in touch with what you're actually feeling. You're convincing yourself that you're positive, but you're not actually. No, and that 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 plays such a huge role in being in touch with your emotions and like you know I've learned pretending to be your happy (laughs) pretending to be happy gets you nowhere pretending that you're fine really doesn't get you anywhere I mean I say I'm fine all the time yeah I mean I think um I can I can speak on this because there was a period of my life like two years a year and a half where I like fully like convinced myself that everything was fine like I like brainwashed myself to think that everything was like oh rainbows you know like what I'm dealing with it's like I did not I didn't tell anyone how I was feeling I I didn't cry for two years I'm literally being like straight up like if it wasn't something painful I did not cry related to something emotional for like two years or more it might have been like three years um and then as I look back and reflect on things I'm like "Mm, you had literally (laughs) severe anxiety and depression just just a lot of things that like I'm just like how did I convince myself that I was okay when there was like all this anguish that I was like dealing with? And it, and it was definitely like, just tell yourself you're fine and everything's fine. And it's like, no, everything is not fine. So I think it's important for you to be like, dig deep in yourself. Look it's within. It's important to say, no, I'm not okay. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, if, okay, and there's a certain scenario where I where I say you know I'm not okay um because you know at my job it's hi how are you <laughs> and then oh I'm good how about you and it's just like I'm not good that's just an automatic but I'm gonna say I'm good and I'm gonna keep smiling at you with an endearing smile and, and- but like that's the thing is like even like like during this time like I would have people like be like are you okay and I'd be like, yeah, I'm great. And then, and then some people would be like, are you really okay? And I'd be like, I am totally great. And they'd be like, you're sure? And I'm like, I am 100% sure. No. You can fake it till you make it, but no. Yeah. Sweetie, you were waking up in the morning with your hands, like, visibly shaking. <laughs> you were not okay. No. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of instances where, like, somebody will say, I don't know. I, I mean there's a lot of conversations that I've had where it's like, how are you feeling? What are your emotions feeling like? And then like, they'll say something that like triggers something in my brain. And I just like, you see me put like a wall up in my eyes. And like, you know, it mainly happens when I'm having conversations with like my parents or like, you know, some people and, you know, or like I'm having a real conversation with somebody and I, it's just something I don't want to talk about. And, like, I've learned that that does nobody any good. And, I mean, I'm sure, you know, you would understand you want to keep your emotions to yourself and you don't want to talk about it. But then also, like, sometimes you need to talk about it and you need that, like, release of, like, all of this, like, pushed down emotion. And, you know, my therapist that I've had since, like, fifth grade – or I've known her since fifth grade. Um, she always has this analogy where like, imagine you have a coffee cup and it's there's lava inside and the lava keeps bubbling up and bubbling up and bubbling up. And you try to put the cap on the coffee cup. Eventually, the lava is going to co- start coming out of the coffee cup and you can't contain it anymore. And that's what happens in your brain when you push things down. 
let me say something else too. I was talking, I think, to Celia about this um, in a subject that is different from what we're talking about, but same premise. You don't want to wait until it's at the absolute worst before until you, the lava is coming out of the coffee before cup. Before you deal with it, you want at the first sign of trouble, um, you you want to deal with it. So I'm just gonna t- let's say it's a relationship. It could be a friendship, like literally whatever. Let's say you have a friend or an acquaintance, and there's an initial red flag and you're like that's just not quite right you need to say why is this not sitting with me quite right oh well because it was mean what that person just said and then you need to not get close with that person um if it's with your emotions and there's something that's there's a big alarm going off maybe you're getting sad more often maybe you're there's something like I've had a lot of extreme, very severe anxiety in the past. And I would just completely overlook it. Um, even though it, I, it was starting to like affect me like physically, um, I would just be like, it's like, it's fine. I like never actually got to the core of why. I was never like, why am I anxious? I knew why I was anxious, but I was never like, how can I fix this? I never, I never was like, let me end this for me right now. And the irony is that I could have ended it so quickly. There was a direct cause to my anxiety and I didn't choose to end it when I should have. I should have ended it instantly. There's no reason to like, there's no reason to continue dealing with pain to like prove to yourself that like you can deal with it. Like, there's no need to be like, I'm going to like show myself that I can get through this and I'm strong. It's like, no, you are dealing, like, if you're dealing with something with your mental health or literally anything, there's a reason for that. And whatever the reason is, it should be out of your life instantly, period. So um, I don't even know what we were like going on about, but the only way to, uh, to know when you're actually dealing with something and why you're dealing with something and then how to remove that something, you need to be reflective. You need to constantly be asking yourself, how am I? Okay, I'm just saying this for myself because I knew if I was listening, I would be saying this out loud. Reflection is not easy. (laughs) No, reflection is, is probably one of the most difficult things to do. And taking the- Because you're, you're, there are a lot of, first off, you're going to go through a lot of things that you don't want to think about. Maybe it's about your past or maybe it's just about something you're dealing with. Maybe it's about something you've done. Maybe it's something that you don't want to look in the mirror and say, I shouldn't have done that. You know, maybe you are wanting to think you're in a really good place in your life, but you're not. I think there are like a lot of reasons why we are, we push ourselves away from self-reflection, but I think it is, there is no, like no self-growth can happen if there's no self-reflection. End of story. Well, like, yeah, like reflection and processing, I feel like is so important in healing yourself and your brain. Um, from, you know, anything that's really gone on in your life that has stuck with you or has traumatized you or anything. Like, and also it's sometimes hard to take that variable that's making you sad, anxious, blah, 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 out of your life. And, you know, like, for instance, my brother had severe anxiety from school. He hit my mom, started seeing the pattern of this anxiety and chose to take him out of school for a period of time because school was just causing him so much anxiety and you know that's hard because you know you're not always going to be accepted by everybody I want to say another thing too um I think in terms of anxiety 
I think a lot of my anxiety in the past has come from places where I'm emotionally attached to things. And so removing things that cause your anxiety is really nearly impossible because you're so emotionally attached and invested in a thing or in people or a person or an idea of your future or an idea of yourself that is like attached to this thing. So a lot of times you have to let go of something that is causing your anxiety or mental health issues or just maybe feeling bad. You're going to have to let go of things that could be very hard for you to do, like very hard because you, you feel so invested. But at the end of the day, if something doesn't make you feel good, or someone don't have it in your life. There's no need to deal with it. And it and and I'm not saying as in oh just I'm not saying like anytime there's a problem sweep it under the rug. I'm just saying you know when someone or something is not right for your life. And a lot of times it's hard to get rid of that. Um but you got to do it. If something doesn't you know, benefit you and doesn't contribute to your own personal growth and doesn't make you feel genuinely good, there is no reason to have them in your life or have that in your life. Um, so yeah, that's, um, I don't even know how I got off on that. Um, this is something so embarrassing happened to me. Um, I thought, so Charlie's staying at my house for like five days. Um, and I was downstairs and like on the treadmill and you know when I'm on the treadmill sometimes I like to get in my head and I like to work on my long stamina and I like to sing my heart out how do you sing when you're on the treadmill like I'll be full-blown like speed walking practically running and I'll be singing I can't like like it's like I'm running I can't I'm not talking see I like to challenge myself I like to challenge myself. So that's what I was doing. Sing at the top of my lungs. Didn't care how bad it sounded, just that I could get it out. And then I had my both my AirPods in, music blasting. I was singing and speed walking. And then Charlie comes up behind me and is like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I didn't know you were home. <laughs> and then like he hung out with me for a little bit. It was fine. But I was like, oh my You're God. You're like, then he started singing and then we like created this duo band and it was just like the best thing ever. No, and then I was walking around singing the song. Have you, I don't think you've heard the song because it's on TikTok, but it's on like a niche part of TikTok too, because I'm weird. My coconuts, watch them bounce up and down. Bounce up and down, bounce up and down. Wait, stop. Is that the song you were singing? <laughs> no. Oh no. my god. <clears throat> but it's a song I've been singing around my house. <laughs> and everyone looks at me so weird because I'm like, my coconuts, you can put them in your mouth. Right now, right now, right now, right now, my coconuts, watch them bounce up and down, bounce up and down, bounce up and down, Coca-licious, you can get a taste so delicious. I'm gonna go throw up. I'm just saying, I don't care, that's a bad song. I don't care what you say, because I love it. Oh my god, you know what I want to do? I want to get a car microphone this summer and just like drive around singing. Would that not be so fun? You'll just come with me. We'll just be jamming out. (gasps) You don't understand how jealous. I got it for Christmas. Oh my god. But I was that's what I was doing. Okay, so I guess I'm going to your house and we'll do it there. Yeah. Um, but that was the first time I have felt seriously felt embarrassment in the longest time I'm trying to remember like the last time I felt like genuinely embarrassed uh grace (laughs) grace okay you tell me you are embarrassed all the time for little things too oh my god 
like I was singing at the top of my lungs to the point where he could hear me with his headphones on and it was bad too like oh I my god wait when I played drummer boy in the coffee in the coffee shop when you sent it to me <laughs> oh my god you guys literally Celia was like sent me drummer boy Justin Bieber's Christmas song and was like wait this is the only song of his I like and wait let me pull up the text hold on seal it's seal what Celia sent <clears throat> seal sent it's a hard habit J- to break seal sent the only JB song I like and I was like li- in all caps literally that's my favorite song I used to play that even when it wasn't in Christmas and then I blasted it accident I blasted drummer boy accidentally at full volume in a coffee shop with like with like four teenage girls right next to me I hope you know my dance studio choreographed a flash mob to that song I need the video I don't have a video it's just like it's honestly it's just ingrained in your memory yeah and I'm sure other people that danced with me um will tell you that it happened um it's kind of like a fairy tale, you know? It's a, no, what's the word? Yeah, wait, what is it a called? A legend. No, wait. It's a legend. No, it's like, no, what's the word? It's um, a fever dream. Yes, that's, that's it. Um, it was amazing. So, yeah. Um, that's the last time I, the most recent time I felt embarrassment because I've kind of trained my brain to like stop feeling embarrassment even though sometimes I do wonder why people stare at me in public but that's because I have bright red hair see here's the thing I feel like when I did gymnastics it like taught me to not be embarrassed of anything because you would just fall on your face like time after time after time so like any like self-dignity that you had was just completely gone like it was just out the window there were people watching you there were parents watching you there were kids watching you it was like and especially when you would go to competitions and face plant which I have done before um it's like you just learn to not care it's like okay well I just face planted like deal with it like I don't care but now there's nothing that is used as an anchor of like not caring like before it was like I'm just used to like people thinking I look stupid, but now it's like, I don't have that anymore. Yeah. And I also try to ignore the fact that people stare at me in public. Like I forget that having bright red hair isn't normal. Like I totally forget that. I don't think bright red hair is that deep. Like who literally, I don't think people stare at people with bright red hair. Oh, I've gotten stares from old ladies with my hair I mean I've had like purple hair um that was like one of the worst moves of my life because I forgot to put conditioner in the purple hair dye mix it was like purple it was yeah um well I, I feel like I kind of feel like that because you know I spent my entire summer in a neighborhood that doesn't I felt like they don't really accept people who have anything that are out of the like ordinary oh yeah so, I know what you're talking yeah um in those kinds of places I get I bet you get plenty of looks oh I do get looks all the time um or you're known as the girl with red hair which is fine I own I own it because like yeah you should have seen these pictures Celia sent me the other day oh my god yeah I have to post like... them um but I just like I don't know I've kind of owned the red hair thing but like I'll be like mom why is that lady staring at me and she's like Seal, you got red hair (laughs) like I don't know I forget that that's not normal at all but I also feel like why is in predominantly wealthy neighborhoods why is red hair viewed as trashy I think what's really interesting to me is I think in wealthier neighborhoods, there's so much less self-expression, which I think is ironic because those are the people who have the freedom to express And the money. They have the money to do that. Well, they have the freedom because of the money. Yeah. So like they can do whatever they want with their lives. And so I think it's funny that the people who have the ability to do whatever they want with their lives 
choose not to. Are the ones who purposely choose not to. Yeah. And I, you know, um, became the girl with red hair in my neighborhood because who else is going to be walking around with bright red hair in the middle of the summer? Nobody. Who else is, you know, going to own, who else is going to own that? You know, like there was regulars that like, well, yeah, I guess I can call them regulars that came into like where I work and I'm sure they knew me as the girl with red hair. Like they don't know my name usually, or they learn my name, but like, I am just, you know, the lady behind the cash register who has red hair and I love my red hair. You know, I'm sure other people don't appreciate it or see it as like not professional, but at the same time, it's self-expression and, you know, people who express themselves are like happy most of the time. Okay, guys. That is all of our rambling for now. (laughs) Hopefully you guys enjoyed. Um, I feel like we made a lot of solid points though. I think we made a lot of solid points backed up with decent arguments. So uh, we'll see you guys. Not see. We don't see each other. We will talk to you guys at our next rambling session next week. Yeah, that's it. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening.